Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Berg into oh, Shearer, the magnificent touch gives some rhythm to the Ripley. Good ball, Alan Shearer, magnificently done! Just when it was needed most. Scores for West Ham and Manchester United are in deep, deep trouble now. Blackburn Rovers have their first title in 81 years despite a dramatic last-minute 2-1 defeat this afternoon at Liverpool. Oh, what did I tell you? John Barnes, now Kenny Dalglish is going to be completely and utterly furious. It would have cost them the Premiership if Manchester United had won at West Ham. But United's frantic late pressure failed to produce a winner. The result was a one-all draw, and Blackburn were champions by just one point. The news is coming in from Upton Park. And what happens here will not matter, because Manchester United could not win. They have drawn at West Ham, and I've never seen a manager happier when his team has just conceded a goal. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with The Blizzard. My name is Marcus Speller, Jonathan Wilson as ever is with me and with us is Ken Early of Second Captains and the Irish Times. Ken, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be here Marcus. And it's a pleasure to be in your house because we are recording this in the Second Captain studio. Absolutely. Marvellous surroundings, may well, I say. Look how relaxed he is, <laughs> leaning back in his familiar chair. <laughs> Even brought Norris his... Carrius weeps behind him. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I, I always think that is in poor taste. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, why dance on Loris's grave? Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, other other people who lack my human empathy just think it's, fun, <laughs> think it's funny. Every day is a chance to take it down, Ken. Yeah. Every day. Well, today we are talking about a match which concluded the uh, 94-95 Premiership, as it was called back then, season, uh, between Liverpool and Blackburn Rovers. It was Liverpool 2, Blackburn Rovers 1. It was, of course, enough uh, for Blackburn to uh, clinch the league title because Manchester United drew uh, away to West Ham. But, Ken, why have you gone for this game? Well, I figured that you probably already done the Germany 7, Brazil 1. No, well, we hadn't. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we should do that. <laughs> I mean, because when I think of what was what the most amazing... We'll, 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 we'll do that game next time we're over. Yeah, okay. come on. <laughs> Tim Sherwood played in this one, though. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sorry, I just, I just I almost assumed you probably have done the 2005 Champions League final. 
We yes, have. Yes, we have to. Okay, that. Yes. yeah. So I figured those those two. If I think what are the most what are the greatest games I've ever seen, mm. I would immediately think of those two. Uh, so all all that was left was this one. <laughs> well, I was trying, just trying to think of a game, like a memorable game that I was that I was at, and this was this comes to mind. This is the first game I was at in England, and uh, it was a kind of it was an amazing occasion, mm. but it was sort of. Also, it just reminds me of that whole era of football, which which I miss terribly to this day. Yeah. Kenny Dalglish, of course, in charge of Blackburn Rovers. Um, and uh, they, they... Well, they, they began the day two points clear yes. of Manchester United. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, a win guarantees them the title. Uh-huh. Uh, a draw defeat good enough if United fail to beat West Ham. Yeah. Which so, is... I, I guess one of the, the odd things about this game is that a lot of people's attention for most of the game would have been on a match that was happening not in front of them but you know two and a half hours by train to the southeast. Yeah. So it was like all um the the um the the quaint technology of nineteen ninety five um as people were trying to keep track of this thing but by uh Using what were, were for some reason always referred to as transistor radios. Yeah, that's just right. radio. Why did that? I don't know why transistor was such an important part of. But the people were clutching these. Cause they, I guess because they're not cr- liquid crystal radios. Are that the other type? It could be Jonathan. You've you've. I'm out. My anyway, yeah, I'm out my death. I don't. Know, yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yes, trannies. People were <laughs> clutching these these large bakelite kind of boxes <laughs> to their heads uh, and trying to follow this other game. I mean, because because. Okay, I remember the reason I was at the game was that my dad worked with like Ron Yates' son-in-law or something like this. Okay. Ron Yates, who was then like a, I think the chief scout at Liverpool, and uh, you know this game was on, so my dad was able to get tickets for it. Um, we went along, uh, usual, you know, policemen, horses, the smell of horse manure. Uh-huh. Uh, all of these English football things, <laughs> um, the uh, uh, but uh, but obviously everybody wanted Blackburn to win the game. Everybody, everyone in Liverpool wanted Blackburn to win the game. But well, from, if, like, you know, there was there was kind of a bit of oh, you know, you should. There was actually fights in the. I remember seeing people like uh, fighting, punching each other in the main stand. Like this is not by well, no means typical the, English football stuff. You know? Yeah, but it's like, you know, like there was a guy wearing a Blackburn shirt, like a Scouser wearing a Blackburn shirt. I see. I remember like in the row in front of me, and like like kind of cheering, like raucously cheering for Blackburn. Um, Kind of, you know, in a, in a sort of a ha-ha sort of way. Well, because they didn't want Man United to win the yeah. league. Well, and also because it's it's Kenny who's going to win the title. Yes. Right? So it's it's sort of it's one of their own, mm. and it's not, and it's also not United. Yeah, completely. So so it was it was like I think the probably the most partisan Liverpool fans were all Blackburn fans, and there was just there was some people who found it objectionable, yeah. like it was too much to to sort of process this idea that you could be at Anfield and cheer against Liverpool. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, there's still kind of uh, a very odd, given what dishonourable practice football is, there's still this sort of sense of honour towards the end of the season. You've still got to give your all. Mm. You still, you know, no matter what the consequences for your rivals may be, your duty is still to try and win the game. Yeah. And while I get that for players who are professional and being paid for it, and maybe I win bonuses on the line, fans also seem to adopt that. Mm. That our duty as fans... Yeah. is to take this seriously and pretend it matters. And Some of them. I think most fans can see the bigger picture. Like, you know, for instance... Well, there's definitely a doubt there. Even the ones who see the bigger picture, they've had to at least have the argument with themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, last season, wasn't there kind of a similar situation with uh, Man City playing at Man United? And, you know, I don't think there was too many Man United fans upset with Man City beating them 2-0 on that occasion. There was another one uh, a few years back when... Um, Chelsea were playing at Anfield and Steven Gerrard actually split his own defence with a through ball for Didier Drogba. I mean, that's how... <laughs> you know, well, he, there was an occasion when, was it Man City away at Everton when Liverpool were under Rodgers? I think Man City won that game 3-2, but at one point, Everton had the lead 2-1. Yeah. And it was kind of like, not sure about this, you know. So I know what you mean. There is a a strange atmosphere. Yeah, well, like, I mean, a very good atmosphere in the sense that it was all, it was kind of like, I mean, there was a bit, if there was, there was obviously a lot of tension or fear as well because Blackburn obviously had been, Blackburn had been in this defensive crouch for about two months. Yeah. And they had been, Well, Blackburn's run from 15th of April, they drew at Leeds 1-1, 
They lost at home to Manchester City 3-2. They then beat Palace 2-1. They lost at West Ham. Then they scraped a 1-0 against Newcastle. So of their five games before this match, six games before this match, they'd only won two. They were were wobbling badly. Yes, they were were nervy. And and, and because, of course, the context of it was Blackburn with this, this little side who had been promoted just a couple of years before or whatever it was. They'd flown up the the league with with you know a fair bit of money from Jack Walker was it Manchester United had won titles that they, they were this sort of this, this huge uh, the well side. United were going to win it three in a row which exactly. I think is, a, is another you know at that point the the danger for Liverpool fans wasn't that United would catch their their tally of titles it's still miles behind at this point yeah but winning three in a row doesn't happen very often no, no. And it was like Liverpool, Huddersfield, Arsenal, and was there anyone else had done it? I at think that point? it's just those three. Um, obviously, Man United have done it since subsequently, yeah, uh, two times. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that season was a double double um, because Man United had got to the final of the FA Cup. Yeah. So they could that season have become the first team to win the double double, uh, which did it two years running. Liverpool had had failed in 88, 89 and 1990 to do that when it looked each time so they probably would do it. So it was kind of like suddenly this this uh, extremely obnoxious Manchester United, which you've got to remember also that United at that time were were really a horrible team in a lot of ways. <laughs> they were. I mean, this this was this was uh, the you know you know Ferguson for a long time would uh, would um, insist that the the ninety three ninety four team they were the, they were real men. You know that mm. was the, that was the real team. That's the, that's my best team. But obviously he was just doing this because he was trying to make his current team work harder or whatever. You know, I mean, I don't know if he really thought that was the best team, but they were an extremely. Uh, tough side. We think of say. the individuals in there: Schmeichel, yeah. Pallister, Bruce, yeah. Irwin, Ince, Keane, uh, Keane Hughes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean he's, he does make a fair point. There's an edge there, isn't <laughs> and, and Cantona, Cantona. Oh, yeah. who 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 was obviously caged at this time. This, yes. this was this was four months into his ban. Uh-huh. Um, Cantona was the best player in the league, and also he was widely seen as as actual an actual madman. Yeah. You know, like, a, where, where can there be a place in the game? Yeah, yeah, he should be right out of the game, or you know, uh, that that. But it was a man of such sublime talents, of such, such, such wicked temperament. temperament. That's so. So that Jonathan Pierce, mad Jonathan Pierce commentary, where his head is about to explode, actually expressed yeah. pretty and the thing well. Is, that big commentary is before he's kicked the fan. That's yeah. for kicking, yeah, 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 no, yeah, that's, yeah. That's for kicking Richard Shaw in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, he, like, didn't he, get, he got sent off twice in like successive games, was it the previous season? Because he could do that then because the band didn't kick in immediately. Yeah, there's a fortnight between bands. He stamped on like... Uh, John Moncur. Yeah, and, and some Norwich player maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, no one remembers the guys he stamped on. Yeah. You know, but like... But they remember him. He, you know, and, and obviously he was sort of French and a bit strange and... Uh, you know, in, in like I don't want to make out of so 1995 is a totally different like Victorian times or whatever. But I know he, what you mean. It was a bit like you know a foreign pl- a foreign player yeah. playing for your club was was still reasonably rare. You, you know, well, there's also this grades of foreign, right? There is without wishing to kind of. You know, draw up some kind of terrible racist colour chart. Yeah, you, you're, but, but you're going on towards like Australian point system here. You know? but, 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 yeah, but, but we kind of were used to um, the Scandinavian. The Scandinavian seemed to sort of fit in our game. Yeah. Somebody French was very different. Well, more cultured, you would immediately Well, it's say. a different style of football. It's a different school of football. We're, we're sort of... But Cantona, but Cantona was, a, by a lot of people, was, was a... A very individual, a strange individual at the time. I mean, the quote about the trawler and the yeah, which all he obviously he hammed up and of kind course. of it was to an extent performative. Yeah. But the point, going back to the, the original point, you're right. This Manchester United side, yeah. you know, were chasing Blackburn. Blackburn were the, were the I say plucky underdogs, despite having had quite a bit of money and spent big on Alan Shearer and one or two others. Yeah. But but Manchester United, they were they had sort of already become or were becoming. Um, the side that that dominated the game, as you say, through, mm. going for three in a row and all that, uh, and, and they were the team to beat. Everyone hated them uh, because they were so good. Ferguson had got them going. Well, not because it's not just because they're so good, because they're so good and they had that unpleasant edge. Yeah. Yes, of course. But, you, but, but and, and Ferguson himself was a big part of that. Well, of like, course, yeah. he was 
unbelievably but the, obnoxious but, in those days. But you're right to talk about the, the, the era. That's why it's so crucial is because people think, yeah, well, of course, that's Man United. But that, but it was still fairly newish. You yeah. know, it was only a few seasons but old. And that. the thing is, you start it's starting to build up a critical mass of fans who have been to games where United have done something disgraceful against them. <laughs> yeah. mm. And that they then have a specific reason to hate them. Mm. So, you know, what, be it that a referee was bullied into giving a penalty, be it a terrible foul by Keane or Ince or whoever. Yeah, there, there was there was a lot of fans had, had, having perhaps been sympathetic to United because you do, ultimately time makes you sympathetic to these giants who don't win win trophies for a long time. Mm. That's gone by 95. Oh, yeah. Mm. But what, what were you thinking about Blackburn at the time, though? Because as I say, they'd spent a lot of money. They'd assembled this squad uh, that was very impressive, Shearer and Sutton up front. Um, you know, great spine at that side, Flowers, Hendry... Old, old uh, tactics. Tim Sherwood was the captain, of course. Uh, lest we forget, it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very British team. It is. It? It's a very classic four-four-two. Flaxen-haired Viking eleven. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, that was. Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, Ripley, a very British winger. Mm-hmm. In that, when Wilcox was the other side, was he? Well, yeah, it was Jeff Cannon played in this game, but yeah, it was, it was usually a Wilcox or Mark Atkins. I think uh, was was Blackburn, but like they, it was kind of the same team. You, you know, it was like they didn't rotate or anything like that at that point. And the classic thing: you have one fullback who pushes on in the so, yep. the other one sits back as it was Ian Pierce in this uh-huh. game. But but also that side though, it was, it was it was really the last sort of, if you like, proper British team to to win the Premier League. Well, not the last one, but. But Ferguson's United sides were had a little bit of a different flavour because well, I mean certainly by the time the likes Ke- of had come in, I mean I suppose that's sort of early two thousands. Yeah, I mean but the the ninety the, the treble team was quite. Was I mean there was, British, there, was, yeah. there was there was Yap Stam and Peter Schmeichel, and then the rest of them. Yes, know, Blomqvist, Ronnie Johnson. I mean, if you get out your racist uh, foreigner chart, <laughs> we're talking we're talking about <laughs> British adjacent foreigners yeah. in that Man United team. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, so they, they were definitely the better team this season. Yeah. There was no doubt yeah, that yeah. they had better players. But obviously Cantona being banned completely hamstrung them. Mm. I mean, the ga- I think it was a game before the ban. Cantona scored. They did the double over Blackburn. They were a good bit behind them, like a, maybe 10 points or nine, some some number of points like this, but with a game in hand. Beat them at Old Trafford. And Cantona scored one of the best goals, one of the best headers. Um do you remember the goal? I can't, I can't actually. It, it, I remember it so clearly. It I've was, got about another 25 Cantonar goals going in my head. But it, was a, it was a goal that was captured really spectacularly by the cameras where it was like uh, Giggs, uh, Giggs managed to win the ball sort of on the left and then just booted over this really high cross to the far post and you could see Cantona running under this ball, watching the ball all the way, running towards the far post and then just getting right to it at the and putting it right in the top corner. Do you not remember this? It was, it's, you know, the Trevor Francis goal in the European Cup final, that type of right, okay. thing. Oh, I do remember it. Yeah, yeah, no, of yeah. course. Yeah, 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 okay. Liking it to Francis. Yeah, Brilliant goal, last minute, uh, you know, and it's like, well, they're going to do it now. And then immediately he, he, he does this insane thing yeah. and gets banned. Well, and Jonathan Pierce predicted it, didn't he? You know, with his uh, commentary. Was it Jonathan Pierce you were quoting? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, was it Jonathan li- Pierce? We should listen to him more. Is, 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 is what I'm suggesting. <laughs> but you know, um, so, so he, so then you're like, well, you know, the, he's this is this is a bit of a disaster now. Uh, Canton is, is obviously pretty important, but United still managed to because they were just better. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you were asking about the attitude to Blackburn. Mm-hmm. My my sort of sense is that because it was an unpleasant United to do up against, the fact that they were this sort of slightly artificial entity. Yep didn't bother anybody. People overlooked that or people were not aware of it necessarily. And there's also, I think, a sense, you know, what clubs did sort of, you know, a hundred years ago shouldn't matter, but somehow it does affect how they're seen. Now we see Burnley as a grand old club because they won the league in 1960. Um, And because Blackburn had had all, you know, the the success in the FA Cup in the 1880s, they sort of, they feel like a proper old club. If Bournemouth had done it, I think we'd have been, you know, the, the, there'd been a, a much greater sense of suspicion. In a sense, Walker's money was restoring Blackburn to the position they'd held a mm-hmm. hundred years earlier, and that somehow seemed okay. Yeah, but you know, I think it often does. Like it, at first, you know, at first, in, yeah. in the way that, say, for instance, when Man City won the league in 2012, I think there was quite a lot of kind of goodwill towards that. In a way that. Has, has dissipated since things, evaporated, yeah. you know. But because they'd been in the shadow of Manchester United for so long. Yeah, I mean, and they, the way they the way they did it was very exciting, you know, in terms of just purely as a football spectacle. I mean, it was pretty incredible. Uh-huh. But, you know, there wasn't quite the same 
people, you know, there, there wasn't the same ideological, let's say, condemnation of what they're doing. I mean, with Jack, what Jack Walker was doing was was also pretty bad, you know, in the sense that Blackburn were funded by his tax exile wealth. You know what I mean? Like he was living in Jersey, <laughs> yeah. and you know, Black, did Blackburn have Margaret Thatcher on their board? She or or she was like an honorary board member. Well, he said he had Jack Straw, didn't he? Yeah. Did they have Th- Thatcher as well? Thatcher as well, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Because, because you know, while the... Because while Jack Straw famously presented Condoleezza Rice with a Blackburn shirt. Yeah. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the weirdest images, like, <laughs> even by modern British political standards. I think yeah. Jack Straw may have been an actual Blackburn <laughs> supporter, whereas uh, Margaret Thatcher was just an admired figure by the people on the Blackburn board. I see. You know, that kind of way. Um, was so, it just always a cardboard cutout of her in the room? Maybe I, I think so. Because <laughs> when she died, it was like, oh, will Blackburn hold a minute? Silence, and then oh, she right. were like, uh, "No, no, we're not going." Yeah, yeah, seems. <laughs> fairness, we haven't seen her around here in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the, that, you know, uh, it wasn't as though people were. It was all. It's kind of funny with with someone like that. Like Jack Walker was a steel millionaire, who um, people weren't like. Hang on, you know the, the thing now is like, why don't these? Why don't any of these people pay any tax? Mm-hmm. Right? Was then it was. He's openly a tax exile. Yeah. He's he's spending money on like his personal hobby. And everyone was going on about him as though he was like a kid, you know, like at, at Christmas. You know, this kind of way, like, oh, he's living his boyhood dream. Jack, it was just such, such a sort of soft focus, isn't this great type of story. Well, and, and particularly the, I mean, obviously you've got to be slightly careful what we say, but there is a particular profile of the player he was signing. And when you talk of flaxen-haired Vikings, mm. there's, a, there's a subtext to that, which... Yeah. Well, you know, you have to remember that this is before the the modern day moral compass um, was was around Twitter. I, I'm referring to as well, so we mm. didn't have that to vent our uh, opinions. All right, gentlemen, uh, we'll go for a quick break, and then after which we'll talk about Blackburn winning the Premiership title. See you in a minute. It's Cole. Oh, he's hit the post. Liverpool have equalised. I can tell you that Liverpool have equalised against Blackburn. Still breaking around in there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. Right, gentlemen, so going into the game, as we say, Blackburn were, were desperately trying to get themselves over the line. Alan Shearer had scored, I think, 33 goals in the season going into that game, of course. He was, I mean, this was, this was the Alan Shearer that 
was pre-injuries, uh, was had pace, just a, a magnificent centre forward. Yeah, I mean, he was still a brilliant striker by the end of his career, but yep. you're right, the, the, that that sort of broken ankle and the ligament damage he mm. got, that that changed how he played. This Shearer was, could do anything. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He was, he was, I don't know if I've ever seen any player better, every any centre forward better in the Premier League. Well, you, there's, he, there's maybe, there's, you're talking about like the peak of, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, different like someone like Thierry Henry, Cristiano Ronaldo have slightly different sort of style of play and so on. But as a centre forward, just he could shoot unbelievably powerfully with both feet. Like, say for instance, I remember a goal he scored against Man United the season before. The Blackburn beat them two 0 at home. Yeah, header yeah, and volley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and both of the goals were great. The first one was a header, but the second one, I remember, he he basically just ran through yeah. into the box. Uh, Schmeichel is there. And Schmeichel was quite difficult to score past at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah. And I remember Shearer just absolutely battering the ball straight, like over, it seemed like over his head. You know, mm. it was like kind of straight into the middle of the goal, on the run, on his left foot. And you're just like, he was unbelievable. It's, it's impossible to describe. And the it's, it's kind of terrible what happened to him in a way, because so many people remember the kind of slow uh, uh, Alan Shearer, who was really nothing, nothing like the previous player it's weird to think of Shearer with a bit of pace and and uh he was really quick yeah okay. he was really quick he's really good really strong had two great feet you think, i mean you think of him as powerful in terms of heading and, and shooting but even more so back then and 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 also with the pace and he was more dynamic yeah. and i can remember in my school there was often debates of who was better alan Shearer or brazilian ronaldo yeah, and I really both of them at the peak. That's not a ridiculous comparison. Exactly, that's a slightly different style. That, yeah, I mean Shearer is, is a very see. That's say he kind of Shearer is the other embodiment of a sort of nineteen fifties English striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's and that's why when he went to Newcastle, and I remember I was actually on a on a ferry coming across to Ireland uh, for Sunderland's preseason tour in ninety six seven when the news broke. You know how Newca- to treat yourself. Don't you? Newcastle had. Um, had signed for fifteen million pounds, yeah. and I just remember all these Sunderland fans in the bar on the ferry, just this sort of mood of despair that kind of <laughs> falls on the on the boat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but, but I, and I do stress that 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 debate we were having at school. Well, we were we were school kids for crying out loud, but also it was at the peak of their powers. Obviously, yeah. Ronaldo went on to uh, win a few more trophies than than, than Shearer. Well, um, but if Ronaldo had gone to Newcastle, maybe he wouldn't have. Quite or Rangers was the deal on the table, of course, yeah. from Walton's. But, uh, but yeah, so so going into that game, Shearer scored a load of goals. Chris Sutton's waded in uh, with a lot as well. They were a great partnership, and the style of play they liked was very much the wingers hit the byline and whip the balls into two great headers of the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think maybe Michael Cox was telling me that uh, the, the, the 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 story that that Kenny Dalglish was saying to his two wide men. Teams are beginning to work us out because, like, you, mm. you just sort of pass it wide, and then you run, and then kick, and then they head. So ugh, maybe, maybe when you get a bit towards the box, maybe cut inside. And this was this was his brain. Ripley was a bit like, hang on, what? Mm. So not down the, and this was sort of quite an. But Ripley was very one footed. I mean, there's no, there's no point in cutting inside. Well, What's I think, do? yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think they probably maybe just scrap that and then just sort of crack on and see what what they could do. Uh, but yes, of course, they needed. Uh, they were on eighty nine points, uh, but forty two games that season. Four yeah. teams got relegated, of course, uh, going into the match. And and as we say, there was a game going on at the same time. And Sky Sports were flicking between the two Manchester United away uh, to West Ham. And in the game uh, at Anfield, of course, Alan Shearer scores. He gets. He's thirty yeah. fourth of the season. Lovely finish. Liverpool well, hadn't it? worked out to get run down the right. Yeah, yeah. Him, but Alan Shearer. <laughs> I mean, that's a brilliant finish. It was so a great goal. It's a classic Blackburn goal. Ripley down the right. Yeah. But Shearer uh, flicks it on. Shearer flicks it out. Uh, yeah. I mean, flicks with his foot. Uh, yeah. Out uh, to the right, into the box, and runs onto it and Bang. absolutely buries a bottom corner. Yeah. Just such a fluid goal. Well, and the script is written. You know, it all yeah. smiles. Everyone, everyone is cheering. Season. Everyone is, is applauding. Yeah. This is hilarious. Ha, 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 ha. Exactly. People with their radios. And then it's well, like... Well, people with their radios will be well aware that West Ham were giving United a chasing as well. But the other thing is about the, about the radios is all the fake goals that right. were <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the way that people would know that there had been a goal was suddenly there's a random cheer. That's right. Where the cop starts cheering and it's like, oh, it must be a goal. It's a goal. And then and then the whole state kind of rolls around the stadium. Yes. And then it's like, no, it's not a goal. There is no goal. <laughs> yeah. And... And then, and this happened like five or six times during the the day. So it was kind of like, what's no one knows what's going on, uh, really. Um, 
the goal. Uh, so it was it was kind of like I remember it being quite quite a dull game. Like Mark Kennedy was playing. He was yeah. he was like a Irish player who had been signed earlier that season by Liverpool, um, which was obviously interesting to me. Uh, Phil Babb was playing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's amazing to think of Phil Babb playing for Liverpool now. Yeah. So at half time, it's just Blackburn. Yeah, I mean Liverpool hadn't been complete patsy. There'd been that yeah. uh, the, the clough shot when it was still nil nil. Uh, the scales headed it down to him, he, and Tim Sherwood cleared it off the line. Mm. The, the, yeah, it was a corner headed down. Yeah, Clough sort of hits it on the turn, doesn't quite catch it, but that could easily have been Liverpool ahead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a pretty tepid first half. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder what might have happened if if Liverpool had got the goal. What would have mm-hmm. happened at, at Upton Park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where United were terrible. Mm. The first half. Well, what was happening at Upton Park was Andy Cole having an absolute nightmare. So Andy Cole, that was the other thing that had happened that season. Andy Cole signed for Man United in January mm-hmm. for seven million. And this this again seemed like... And that, Keith Gillespie, was it? Uh, Keith Gillespie, no. Keith Gillespie, oh, went, Keith Gillespie went the other way. Yeah. So Keith Gillespie... Yeah, seven million plus Keith Gillespie. That's yeah. right, and uh, that was when Ke- Kevin Keegan was you know standing on the steps explaining right. to all of Geordies why why he had sold their best striker that anyone could remember. Um, but Cole went to Man United, and apart from scoring, he scored five goals against Ipswich in one game. He kind of was struggling. Like obviously Cantona not being there, everyone assumed was a problem. But actually, when Cantona and Canton came back, they didn't really have very good chemistry. Cantona didn't seem to yeah. really think he was that good, but. You know they were they were struggling a bit, and he was missing chances, and wasn't wasn't scoring like a goal a game like he was at Newcastle. Well, Newcastle again, people can forget Andy Cole's scoring record there was was quite something unbelievable. Do you, but do you think it was this season or even that game where Cole started to get that? Uh, um, people started to say, "Oh, he needs five chances to score," and that kind of thing. Do you think that that was? I think prob- probably. It definitely would have yeah. reinforced it. Yeah, but people said all kinds of stupid stuff about Cole, like say I I. Um, was I was reading in John Durden has a book about Blackburn Rovers um, uh, where he talks about I came across a, a thing that John Giles had written in one of the I, I don't know which paper it was in at the time but basically he was saying yeah Cole you know he's fine in the box but he's it was it was basically an article about how amazing Shearer was but like comparing him to Cole Cole is is, is fine in the box but he's a, he's he's a passenger outside he's a non-entity outside Andy Cole actually finished uh, he, he's currently twelfth in the all-time list of Premier League assists, I think. But I, I think he's I mean, like my one, he's one he behind did, Thierry Henry. He did notably improve that aspect of his game, particularly after Dwight York got there. Yeah. So maybe at this time there was at least some truth to that. Well, I think the main problem with Cole, he, was, he wasn't scoring. The, the, the breakthrough moment for him that I remember was actually a game against Newcastle. Do you remember this? I think it was the next season. And he scored, oh, Old Trafford. Yeah, he scored an amazing goal. Uh, and I remember his set after the game. I just put a bit of welly on it. That was his, <laughs> it, but he he kind of smashed in a shot like with with full like it, it was almost like I'm closing yeah. my eyes and just hitting this as hard as I can. Yeah. It flies in the corner and suddenly he kind of seemed to. Yeah, feel... but he hit the post in his first half. Yeah. Uh, but West Ham had hit the bar three Matty Holmes, mm-hmm. and then Michael Hughes had scored a, a remarkable goal. Really, a yeah, good cross from Matt Holmes, and so it comes onto it and sort of twists his body to guide this volley into the bottom corner. Mm. And West Ham are one up and pretty comfortable. So you've got this very strange situation where yeah, Blackburn suddenly don't actually have to win. Yeah. But mm. they don't know. Like they're you know they could And obviously that assumption would be moment. United would come back. Yeah. So that was like John Barnes scored the Liverpool goal, which was kind of um which was also a very nice goal. Um Kennedy, I think, cross Barnes arriving from sort of right to left from around the penalty spot, side footed the ball into the corner. Um, I, I can see him still kind of just uh, strolling onto this ball and just putting it, like placing it quite slowly, it seemed, into the bottom corner. And that was like, ooh, not sure about this. Yeah, the celebration's quite interesting as well because there's, there's sort of an instinctive sort of clench of the fist and then there's a sort of, oh, was I meant to do that? Because <laughs> it, was, it was definitely like... Yeah, this is, you know, we've actually, we're quite happy with things the way they were. And uh, so that was that. And then and then that's when you could see the fear of Blackburn. And fear is amazing. Like, I, I do think that, you know, the way Doug Leash, after this, this was, this was like his last game as manager. So yeah. he, he, he quit. And he was like, well, he became like 
head golfer. You know, <laughs> that was essentially what he did. Well, yeah, and Newcastle, Di- director of football, but yeah, director, yeah, director of golf. <laughs> uh, he, you know, like immediately after winning the league, and he was forty-four at the yeah. time. Like it, it's kind of managers to, used to be younger though. The managers used to be younger. Yeah, yeah. Like, so Busby retired age fifty-eight or fifty-nine, maybe. Yeah, and but, but the, 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 I mean, obviously Busby had gone through particular circumstances, but the idea was, yeah, he was finished. Like, yeah. how could he possibly manage a team beyond fifty? Essentially, the age Jose Mourinho is now. Yeah, Jose's what fifty six now. Yeah, yeah, getting towards the sunset. Um, yeah, Bob Stoko in nineteen seventy three, this sort of grey haired balding man with terrible teeth, was younger than I am now. Right, that was the manager. Yeah. Well, how long more did he last? Uh, he uh, retired to ill health three years later. Okay, right. But it's incredible to think of Dalglish only forty four. I know, and, and and he was at the time. The bigger name, it's, it's hard to believe now, but at the time was like a bigger name in football than Ferguson was. Yeah. Well, he became only the fourth man to manage two different teams of a league title. And yeah. nobody's done it since. Nobody has, really? Yeah, there's only four. Um, Jose didn't manage to do it, of course. Yeah. No, so uh, Tom Watson did it with, Tom Watson the only person to do it twice. Yeah. So Sunderland and Liverpool in the 1890s. Yeah. Was he actually manager is, is a reasonable question. Uh, I, we can do another podcast on that. <laughs> um then Herbert Chapman, and then then Clough, and then Dalglish, and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, I mean he, you know, and he he was obviously people could still remember his career, a lot of people, and his playing career, which was which had been great, and he'd won, he'd been pretty successful as a football manager, and then the Hillsborough um, had happened, and he had obviously come under a lot of psychological pressure and had quit. But then, but you know, for, whereas Ferguson had, Ferguson obviously had been very successful in Scotland, but then there'd been year after year of failure at Man United. You know, it was like, and, and his first kind of team at United had failed. Yeah. Like the Neil Webb sort of addition, you mm-hmm. know, the the Rod Walls. I mean, they they did end up winning the Cup, which well, saved the, the, the Five big signings that summer, and then Pallister was one of them and had a very difficult start. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't work. Like that was the trial. Yeah, they spent a fortune on them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so there was a bit of skepticism. Then, obviously, he and then he'd failed in '92. Leeds won the league yeah. when United should have won, yeah, and they huge choked stutter up the final months. Yeah. And then, but then, okay, finally, it, it all came to they got Cantona, and then suddenly it was a really powerful team, and they won the double in '94. So, but it was still up in the air. Mm. It was still like there was no guarantee that this was going to be yeah. what it turned into, like dominance for for the next 15, 20 years. Well, particularly after this season when they lose in the cup final to Everton, mm. and Fergie then seems to do, you know, seems to have lost it when he suddenly kind of decides he's getting rid of Kanchelskis, Hughes, and uh, Ince. And Ince. Yeah, I, I, do, I wonder about this, right? If what. Well, would that would that would he still have done that if well, they had not lost these this, this double like they they he thinks they should he thought they should have won the double they ended up winning nothing would he have still got rid of those players? Well, but I think with with the youth team that obviously we know now Beckham, Skulls, and Co coming through, I think he still would have brought someone through. But yeah, would it have been so emphatic? Who knows? Because I think I think Ferguson, unlike Dog Leash, like Dog Leash, I've seldom seen. A manager more uh, like white with sort of fear of losing, you know, like it, he, his response to coming under stress in this way, uh, especially in the, the last few weeks of that season when it was like, oh, we're so close, but we might be about to balls this all all up, was just kind of. You could see that he was he was like really taking this very hard. But it, he looked he looked scared. He looked really tense, yeah. drained. Ferguson's response to being in this type of situation was just to get angrier. Yeah, yeah. Ferguson but never looks good. When you, you know, when you talk about football being great back in this period, this is one of the things that makes it great. Is that teams tied up and they're running. Yeah, and obviously partly it's fatigue because it's a it's a longer season. They've all been playing every minute of every game. Yeah, yeah. No rotation. No you one's no one's stretching after. Potentially, <laughs> they're drinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to control their angst by drinking. It's potentially um, you're playing multiple replays in various cups. Yep. And, and you know, a team could be five or six points clear, could be clearly better than the rest of the league, and they still might screw it up mm. in the running because that's what happened in runnings. Yeah. But it doesn't happen anymore. Mm. It happened a bit in 2012 when every yeah. team bottled it and City eventually you know, <laughs> yes. recovered. Mm. But, yeah, the, 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 the bottling it in the running narrative has disappeared from football, yeah. and it's a great thing. It's obviously terrible for those managers under that strain, but 
it's great for us to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they start. You saw the fear when, when, as you say, John Barnes got that equal. Well, and, and, and then presumably words coming through that United have come back into this at West Ham. Yeah, it's one also. So Marquise has come on. Yeah, they're going to score. Scores. They always they always score. Yeah, you know, as would be said. But I mean, I don't know if they quite established that reputation. I mean, the, the Sheffield Wednesday, ninety seven minutes. Brian Kidd oh, jumping around that all that had happened like by then yeah. the, you know they already had this reputation for, and you, you kind of assumed they're going to they, get they this they were the big boys you know you can't mm. really you can't stress that enough uh, and and so as you say Manchester United score and then suddenly there's a siege on the goal and and it, as it would turn out Ludic McCloskey was Blackburn Rovers' most important player uh, that yeah. season <laughs> in goal for West Ham that day but Hughes had a header which McCloskey pushes wide, which you'd fancy. It wasn't a, it wasn't an awful miss from from Hughes, but you'd probably fancy him to maybe score. Yeah, and then as Cole has a two great chance. Andy Cole has one. Yeah, which is like half chance might be a bit generous. It's a, it's a good chance, and then he has an even better one. Yeah, which he misses the first one. Which in the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, McCloskey sort of snuffs him out for the first one, and then it drops to him, and you think. Ah, Now's the chance. Now is the chance when the equilibrium will be restored and Manchester United will have pipped this Blackburn side and they will be gutted because they probably won't be able to pick themselves up for next season as it would turn out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and and he smashes it right at McCloskey, who gets down and saves it. And that's the moment where the neutral, which I obviously was, although wanting Blackburn to win, you think, oh, surely now. And then there's that, that enormous scramble in injury time, this sort of rolling scramble across the six-yard line, <laughs> which eventually, you just sort of can't work out how, how nobody manages to put it in. There's just always a bit of West Ham body in the way. It was such an And then eventually end. Tim Breaker kicks it off the line. Yeah. And you saw, when, when that happens, you think, they actually aren't going to score here. Yeah. It was such an exciting end to the season. I know we've got the sort of the Guero moment and maybe one or two others, but this was an incredible last day. Oh, it's definitely one of the best five last days of my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah. I would agree with that. There's, there's the obvious two, the Aguero and the Michael Thomas. Yeah. And this is kind of, I can't even think better than this. Yeah, see, I can't remember Michael Thomas, but I've, this is the first one for me. But of course, it, we, we weren't done at Anfield because Blackburn mm. are now, it's very much the case of Blackburn don't look like they're going to score. And so they are just hoping that West Ham can keep Manchester United out. But then David Batty fouls Robbie Fowler. <laughs> the most <laughs> obvious penalty I've ever seen, apart mm. from possibly... Um, Shay Given on, on Ruud van Nistelrooy. And David Ellery doesn't give it. Yeah. And I think Robbie Fowler even gets booked for protesting because uh-huh. uh, it's so blatant. And then Sutton has the great chance that... Mm. Uh, Sutton had an open goal. Yeah, Shearer sort of knocks it past uh, David James. Oh, so he did. Yeah, and Sutton that. just for some reason doesn't put his foot through it. Just sort of rolls it goalwards. And he kicks off the line. Of the goal. Scales just and Scales kind of like... gets in and yeah, kind of clears it. Because that would have put it all back, wouldn't it? That would have... Mm, you know. That would have been Blackburn back in front. And, and if, if Blackburn hadn't have won the league that day, that well, would have haunted Chris Sutton yeah. for the rest of well, his life. Well, then he has another chance where sort of the bouncing ball, he smashes and it clips Michael Thomas and spins just wide. That could have mm. gone anywhere. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, it was... What, what was... I mean, the best player in the game was McManaman, who um, was really a kind of ahead-of-his-time player. You know, you, you, if you watch like highlights of football from that time, he really stands out as a di- as different from most of the other players. Great dribbler of the ball, brilliant dribbler, but but great. What he was really good at was was releasing the ball unpredictably. Like as he was running, you didn't know when he was going to pass it, and he was never any good at striking the ball. He was hopeless at shooting. For instance, he would usually he would shoot and the ball mm. would, would dribble wide. I mean. Not maybe not quite as bad as I'm making him sound, but he wasn't, and he was extreme. Like even if you look at him, even by the time he was like weedy and skinny, mm. you know, um, ridiculous physique now to to look at to see a guy like in a top level professional game <laughs> with like so little yeah. physical development, but um, but really good at just uh, at, under, at understanding sort of the movement of the players around him and playing passes that were difficult to anticipate and to stop. Um, I remember he was by far the most exciting player in the game. Like when he would get the ball, it was like, oh, you know, the excitement around this guy. But what, the last minute, Redknapp scored this. Well, the man got fouled by Batty to give him a free kick. I was looking at it. It's, it's much further out than I remembered. It's miles out. Yeah. It's a fantastic strike. And that's what, and, and that's the thing. Is I, I was looking at it again recently. I was like, oh my God, I didn't remember this being so far Yeah, because when the foul happened, I thought, oh, they, they must have sort of Moved it ten yards forward before they took it. Yeah, but it's not. But they didn't. They took it from exactly. And this the right this place. is an injury time, by the way. Yeah, so, I mean, it's so, injury time. And he, he kind of took it quickly in a way. He, he sort of just had a pop, like yeah. a, a, almost a short run up, and just like 
might as well have a go here. And yeah. then just flew, flew into the top corner. But as he's running up, there's sort of a, a ripple going around the stadium. The news has come through. Yeah. It's over. It's over at Upton Park. So it was like this, yeah, big, big cheer. And it's like, well, it, you, knew that, you knew that the goal didn't matter. So it might as well be like, well, it's a, there's no difference between drawing and winning the game from Liverpool's point of view. Yeah. So you might as well cheer the goal now. And they, they, said, I mean, they were fourth on the table. They couldn't move up to third. They couldn't no. be caught by fifth. They were going to the UEFA Cup, whatever. It was a totally irrelevant game to them. The the only difference that this now made was that well you know they you've won you've won the game you can't you know because because Ferguson would do remember that the the following season there was the whole Keegan stuff where he was where he was like oh, Leeds we all know Leeds the nature of of <laughs> Leeds or is it far, I'd love to see Leeds play like that against Newcastle or you know not will Nottingham Forest do this when you say things like and that about Man City yeah, 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 yeah. but like he was doing this kind of stuff. He, you know, he he had done that before. The obviously we know Liverpool. We won't expect any favours from them, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all season he'd been talking about how ugly Blackburn were. <laughs> you know, how kind of crude and primitive they were, as opposed to the great stylists of Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah of course. The stamping, goose stepping. Uh, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but like he was he was so good at at, at doing that. Like he just say a couple of things and. Uh, one one thing about that season was the paranoia of the Blackburn fans. Oh, yeah. Actually, is like the Man City fans now. Yeah, yeah. You know that it's it's that sort of the little upstart club uh, against like the the as they see it, evil empire. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the media are all on their side. That's right. You know, everyone, everyone is everyone is on their side, and you know, and they think we're ugly. And they, to be fair, they kind of were. Like they weren't. <laughs> they they had Shearer, who was like the best player in the league by yeah. miles, but. Like they were Colin Hendry at the back. They they had instead, you know, United had gigs and yeah. like Blackburn had Wilcox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it yeah, wasn't yeah, really yeah. much of a comparison. But they managed to get themselves over the line through yeah. th- through, as I say, Ludic McClosko's performance for West Ham that day, keeper Manchester United out. But that scene, as you say, with the ball was smashed in by Redknapp, and then it is a great iconic moment. The Blackburn fans of... are cheering. Because yeah. as you said, it took, took like a few seconds, and yeah. then suddenly the whole ground is all cheering. And so everyone is now cheering. Exactly, Doug Leash, every shake yeah. hands on on the touchline, and because you you, you know you you saying about the, the, at the start of the podcast, Ken, about those fans who were getting annoyed yeah. at Liverpool fans supporting Blackburn. You just wait, and it turned out everyone's happy. Yeah, Liverpool everyone. win. Blackburn have got the title. So you don't you don't often get that um, situation where everyone in the ground is celebrating yeah. at the same time. So Liverpool fans are all cheering well, for Doug Leash. The the thing that I mean, look, it's it's a it's obviously a minor comparison, but the following season, when the final day of the Premier League season, uh, Manchester United went to Middlesbrough, and Newcastle were at home to Tottenham, and Newcastle had to get yeah. a better result than United. Yeah. Sunderland had already won the the championship. And we were away at Tranmere that day. And that game kicked off an hour earlier than you know, the championship game kicked off an hour earlier than the Premiership. And Sunderland were terrible. They'd obviously all been on the source all week. Uh, I think Kenny Irons had put Tranmere ahead, and then Tranmere get a penalty. Mm. And at, literally, as John Aldridge puts the ball on the spot, uh, Manchester United score at Middlesbrough. And Sunderland had three sides of the ground for two long sides and one of the ends. And as he literally as the ball touches the ground, three sides of the ground go up, and John Aldridge <laughs> is like standing there, just like shrugging, going, what's, <laughs> what, "What's going on?" Oh man, they really like my my yeah, yeah, yeah. style. But like, so, so everyone was cheering. <laughs> they were singing "Always Looking at the Bright Side of Life" because this was a gloating song that Man United fans sang. Yeah. I mean, that that was the level of humor in, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, early nineties yeah. Britain. This was considered extremely hadn't been honed funny. by the band hadn't been honed by Twitter. No, no, no. Not. It was it was all very. Uh, it was quite at a primitive stage. Age. But like, I mean, when you look back, at like Blackburn obviously felt that's it. We've we have mission accomplished. Mm. Now it's time to kick back. Yes, we we all they all effectively retired along with Doug Leash. Whereas Ferguson was like Hughes, that's the last miss you'll ever make for this club. Yeah. You're you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Konchelskis yeah. out. Ince, you get out of here. I don't know if he would have necessarily done it if they'd won the double that year. You know, at the time it was difficult for him to do that because everyone was like, "What are you doing? It's crazy! You're tearing the heart out of the team. Who are these kids? Yeah. You know that kind of stuff." Maybe it was a plan he would have gone through with anyway. Maybe if he'd won, it would have been even easier for him to do that. It would have been like, "Well, look, who's going to question the guy? He's just won three in a row." Mm. Um, but I do feel as though the anger at losing to a clearly inferior opponent—I mean, inferior plus Shearer. 
but but in the mood he was in, like they never had a chance. No, and and for Blackburn, it wasn't that long after they were relegated. I mean, it's very difficult to think that they would ever get back to to that kind of level in terms of you know top half of the Premier League, let alone sort of challenging. Um, I mean, I know they they, they had you know moments in. You know, and on the soonest they won the League Cup. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so but but yeah, too. This, this was... I, I mean, I always think when you're a club in that kind of position where you've suddenly got wealth that's sort of not organic wealth, yeah. it's not sustainable wealth, you only have two or three chances. Yeah. And if you don't take that, that chance, it yeah, it's gone. But they took and it. And they took it. Just and about. But for for a, they took it by winning seven points in my last six games of the season. <laughs> but for, they won it in the old style. That's yes. why Ferguson was so angry. Yeah. Yeah. But for <laughs> a place, we not catch these? But for places where you know Blackburn's, it's not city. It's not a city. Um, it's it, 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 it's small. You know, it, it, it's unlikely that because uh, you take someone like Leicester City when they win the league. Well, actually, Leicester is a city. They've got good infrastructure with the club. Blah blah blah. It's conceivable. That, that, that they could hang around the, the, the kind of top six or whatever for, for a while. Was this Blackburn side? It was like it was it was now or never, and as you say, they, they took it and uh, they they seem to. I don't know if you remember the games like the Blackburn games at Ewood, but they they seem to be walking in off the street at the yeah. start of the game. <laughs> yeah. Like the players would would come in apparently through an open gate onto the road outside for, at the corner of the ground yeah. and like walk in past all this corrugated fencing. And you're like, what is going on? Where have they just come from? <laughs> and th- th- there's trees all along the... I mean, m- it may still be like that. It's a while since I've even seen an Ewood Park game. I don't know. I don't, I, redeveloped yeah, it I think the last time I was there, they played Middlesbrough and it was the first game where Robbie Savage was ever sent off. So yeah. whenever that was... It's good while ago, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Maybe he was one of those who only got sent off. He did, yeah, he, he famously hadn't been sent off for a long, long time. Right, yeah. Yeah. It was his yeah, first ever red card. He sort of was very good at getting the yellow and then controlling himself. Um, I think that's a nice way to sort of finish. We, we talk about Blackburn winning the league and, and then we talk about Blackburn with Robbie Savage among <laughs> their ranks getting sent off. You know, how the mighty fell. Ken, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Not at all. Great Jonathan, talk to you. Pleasure Cheers, as always. Nice one, everybody. That was the Greatest Games in association with the Blizzard, of course, on Football Ramble Daily. We'll see you next week. Truth is stranger than fiction sometimes in sport. They're losing this game and they're hugging each other in delight. David Ellery calls a halt at Anfield. Liverpool have beaten Blackburn Rovers and it doesn't matter because Blackburn Rovers are champions. This was a Stakhanov production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.